0: almost like, you know, you're, you're mixing a soup and you put a little salt for a little flavor. You know, Jesus is not the flavor. <laughs> you know, he is the way, the truth, and the life. And, and somehow along the way, we, we blur those lines. And we only reach for Jesus when we need a little flavor in our lives. And that causes a great deal of mishap and chaos. Because it, it's, we're not just supposed to use him that way. In fact, on the contrary, it's about a relationship that we establish early on in our lives. And I want to provoke you to continue to develop that relationship with our Lord and Savior. There was this price that was paid for you. Uh, Your life is no longer your own. And because of that, for you to uh, go off and do what you want to do, when you want to do it, how you want to do it, with no regard whatsoever to what took place on Calvary over 2,000 years ago, um, this is going to sound a little harsh. You're trampling upon the blood of Jesus when you do that. I will always stand before you and tell you the truth. Uh, I believe in the prophets, and I read somewhere in the prophets in which he didn't want anybody's blood on his hands. Uh, I don't want anybody's blood on my hands. Uh, I will tell you the truth on what God says, and uh, I pray that the truth will change you uh, as it changed me. I'm still a work in progress. I've mentioned this plenty of times. I'm a lump of clay, and we're all lumps of clay, and he is the potter. And let's just let him do what he's got to do. Amen. Today I want to talk to you a little bit about the principle of the path. And before there were GPS's and uh, road maps and Google, you know, now you Google everything. You want a restaurant, you Google it. You know, uh, all the four stars, all this stuff. Before that, we traveled to places. What we did, we get on our phone with our family or friends and say, "Hey, give me directions how to get there." Uh, my family's from New Hampshire too. Uh, by way of Williamsburg, they fled to New Hampshire with hopes of thinking there were no drugs in New Hampshire, and guess what? Drugs followed them to New Hampshire, right? <laughs> yeah, right. But the reality is that uh, I try to get directions to get out there once, and, uh, you know, uh, my sister told me, you know, look for this big rock in the road. And uh, I was like, wow, big rock. She said, you cannot miss it. It's the huge rocks. What she didn't anticipate is that there was going to be a snowstorm on my way up. I never saw the rock and and I kept traveling uh, but I initially started to travel 95 North everybody knows that if you travel 95 North what's the first state you hit after you go outside of New York you hit Connecticut and Connecticut mass so forth so forth all the way towards Canada I wound up in Jersey <laughs> Anybody know what happened <laughs> yeah I I went the wrong way my intentions all along, or to get to, right? North, and I wound up south. Now, you know where I'm going with this, right? Nobody in this room intended to ruin their lives. Nobody in this room woke up one morning and said, you know what? I'm gonna develop a $500 habit. You know? I'm gonna sleep with everybody. I'm, I'm gonna, you know, cheat on my wife. I'm gonna steal. I'm gonna lie. You know? I'm gonna have multiple relationships. You know, I'm going to go through all this stuff, because I really, 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 I want to ruin my life. Nobody sets out that way. But what I want to talk to you about is this whole principle of the path. What normally happens is that we all start out with good intentions. Uh, At least I, I did. I wanted to finish school, right? I wanted to be a doctor, Right? You know, there were certain things I wanted to do. My intentions were all good. But what began to happen in my life is that I began to see things. And I began to be drawn to those things. And what began to happen is, of course, we ruined our lives. Now, here's the good news. This is the good news. Before I even get into everything, this is the good news. That Jesus Christ is alive and well. And he is in. The business of restoring your life. Yeah. Hey, that He's in the business of restoring life. That whatever you've blown, he can take and restore. Man, I, I'm good now. Like, I mean, like, I'm not good, you know, like, there's no earthly good in me. I'm just, I'm a, I, like, I'm good. People don't lock their doors. People don't run from me. People don't hide. You know, I, I just, I've been married to the same woman for 24 years. Guys, if you ask me that 24 years ago, i said you're crazy. But something along the way began to happen. That God began to do some things. Even when I was outside of Christ, I didn't know Christ. God was already doing something in my life. Amen? As I believe that God is doing something in everyone's life in this room. And our intentions are to grow in Christ. Our intentions are to be better in Christ. To have, you know, our intentions is over here, right? Da, 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 da. You know, we get married, what do we say? Everybody? Only one person. I know. Right? We, we, I will, you know, we, we change it, maybe, you know, I do. Then over here, we say, I don't. Or you do it. Kind of stuff. Our intention is to have a good marriage, and if I want to have a good marriage, there's a certain path that I have to travel. If I want to be a, a good disciple of Jesus Christ, there's a certain path I have to travel. If I want to grow in my knowledge of the Word, guess what? I, I can't close this and lay at night and say, God, talk to me, like some people might. You know? It just doesn't happen. So I want to make it very clear today. The principle of path is this. And if you have your bulletins, wave it at me. There's a couple of blank spots that I want you to fill out right away. At the very middle of that page, there's a couple of blank spaces. Here's what you're going to put in there. Direction, not intention, determine your destination. I'll say it again. Direction, not intention, determine your destination. Somebody pointed out to me that the word there is did, D-I-D, right? Which is direction, not intention, determines your destination. In other words, you are where you are. You started out with good intentions, but you are where you are because you've deviated from the direction, right? I was supposed to head north, wound up in Jersey for some reason. (laughs) I went south. I went the wrong way. You know, where they have the two, you know, go north and south, and I, in the midst of you looking down or talking to somebody, you go the wrong way. And, and if you're like me, when my wife asks me if I'm lost, what do you say? <laughs> I, I've even extended it now. I say, no, enjoy the ride. Right? You know? So, so, so going into that, you know, we, we, we have to realize that there's, we get on this path with good intentions, and then we wind up somewhere else, and we start to ask, how did I get here? How did I get here? And that has a lot to do with direction, okay? Uh, someone told, told me early, take the suggestions you're being given. I grew up in a neighborhood with a lot of young guys who had a lot of ideas, Um, I stuck around the old guys. And, uh, you know, unfortunately I grew up fast because of that. But they were a lot ahead of the times uh, 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 than my friends were. Amen? So, again, let's say it together. Direction, not intention, determine your destination. You're absolutely right. Now, let's go to 1 Samuel. It's right there. I'm going to read it. Because what you're going to see here. And if you have your Bibles, I encourage you to do that. Uh, Don't rely on a preacher to give you something like this. We do it only to help you if you're here for the first time. If you're here for a long time, you should have collected these. And and can I say something? If you're into publishing and you publish these, you could probably make a couple of bucks here. You know what I mean? And there's no copyright here. We'll we'll let you roll with it, you know? Just make sure you tithe. That's all we have. All right? That was just a finance joke. (laughs) Not too many people laugh with those. But having said that, let me just give you a little history. Really, really, because the Bible speaks in narrative. Here's the definition we're looking for, a principle. It's a fixed, predetermined mode of action of basic truth. You can't change it. It's fixed. That's what it is. And when God's word is introduced to our lives, there's no loophole, there's no manipulating it, there's no changing it, there's no playing with it. This is the truth. If you keep going on that path, this is what's going to happen. You know, everybody thinks they're going to escape it. Everybody thinks they're a big willy. Everybody says, I'm not going to get caught, or that's not going to happen to me, or this is not going to happen. You know, like you're exempt from these things, okay? There's nothing new under the sun, okay? Uh, you know, it's just, It's here. So when you you know, the truth comes to you, this is the basic truth. guy. the principle is, if you keep traveling this way, you got good intentions, but if you keep traveling that way, that's not what it's going to turn out to be. So I encourage you to be aware of that. And in this story, Samuel, uh, um, what happened is, the people of God rejected God. They, they, they said, God, we don't, you know, we want a king. Okay? You know, and, and, and you can put anything there, you know, I want her, I want him, I want it, you know, I love you God, but I want him, I want her, I want this, I want that, and they rejected God, and the prophet Samuel, uh, uh, you know, said, you know, talks to the Lord, and and the Lord says, okay, we're going to get you a king, that's what you want, I'm going to give you what you want. Uh, Let me tell you something, be very careful what you ask for, okay, because our God has a sense of humor, (laughs) Give it to you. <laughs> okay? He'll give it to you so that you can see how elusive it is and that you can experience the hardship that goes along with that. And, and it's so important that, that, that we understand that. Uh, the principle of the path, that there's, there's no playing with that. Amen? And, and they, they have this king, this king Saul. And everywhere every step of the way God has given this guy victory after victory after victory blessing after blessing after blessing with very little he conquers a lot you know his enemies are the Philistines you're gonna hear about the Philistines a lot if you read the Old Testament they just don't go away okay uh, they just there they just exist for some reason and they continue to be a thorn in the side of God's people and, and, and God You know, deals with it because he lifts up men to battle against them and show that God's strength is greater than the Philistines. And and he begins to do that. And let me tell you something. The good thing about, as you read this Old Testament, is that God begins to reveal himself in this story, this history of a people. That you can point to a place on a calendar and a date, and you can line up biblical truth with what actually has happened historically. I'm a history buff. So I know a little bit about that. You know, the Hittites, you know, they existed. You know, all this stuff. The Philistines, they existed. You know, and all that stuff. And, and, you know, so it's important for us to understand that he lays this out in this narrative form, telling a story so that you can see who he is, and he introduces himself every step of the way. He does that with Saul. You know, if you need 2,000 to fight against 3,000, don't worry about it. I got you. You know, God has a way. This is the beauty about God. God has a way of doing a lot with a little. Remember how many people he fed with, very, with a boy's lunch? You know? It's amazing that God is able to do that. Think about your own lives. Because I know that at a point in my life, coming to Christ, I felt very little. I felt very insignificant. I felt like there was nothing for me to do. You know? And and God somehow has turned that around and he said, "You know what? I'm glad you feel that way because it's not in your strength that I'm going to do it. It's by my strength. It's not your way I'm going to do it by my way. And all I had to do is to be obedient. Samuel tells Saul, "Okay, we're rolling. Here's what we're going to do. I want you to camp out, get ready for our next battle. Wait for me, I'll be there in seven days. Now Samuel was the one responsible for offerings unto the Lord. God spoke to his prophet. His prophet spoke to his king. The king, you know, because he's human, you know, he, he says, Wow, that's a bad army. I don't want to go out there and do that. And the thing you're going to read in the, in the Old Testament and even in the New Testament, that, that there are some stories that just blow you away. The enemy that they were about to face, if you lost to them, They gouged out one eye. So you knew that you did battle with them because you're walking around now in the market, you know, with one eye. Says, yo, we lost to these guys, man. You know? It's not like Miami Heat. They go on vacation and drive their fancy cars after they lose. You know, you lose to these guys and they would, you know, take something away from you, you know, a a, a mark, a symbol of what you had gone through. How many of us still walking around with those scars, the enemy, right, you know, how's he, how he's, he's come in, you know, and we've lost that battle because we haven't fully trusted in God, and we went on our own strength, and then, you know, we got our butts whipped, you know, and now we're suffering, I'm still dealing with some of the consequences of my mistakes, I'm still dealing with it, but by the grace of God and what I said earlier, God has a way of restoring things. I just got back from Florida. God is awesome. I was able to go to church with my mother. I was able to go to church with my brother, you know, with, with my daughter, with my wife, with, you know, my niece, you know, so three generations of us in church. Now, granted, two days later, my mama's still cussing, you know. She's new in the Lord, okay. She fit right in here. I, I tell you that. You know, and I said, Mama, you can't do that no more, ma. She said, what you mean? He got me mad. <laughs> I said, I know, Mom, but, you know, Jesus, you know. <laughs> you know, and go through all that. And just a side note, I don't want to deviate too much, but it's important that you know. A couple of years ago, I went to my mom's house to visit her, and she had this room, and there was a Buddha. You know, there was a statue of Buddha. There was a, a statue, a Catholic statue, guy in crutches, another statue over there. And I scratched my head, and I realized how confused she was. I went back just as recently. There's no more statues. There's no more statues. I just got to get her to Stop cussing. <laughs> so pray for my mama. All right? We'll keep that. Anyway, so what happened is Saul does this, goes. He's out there. Seven days coming. His men are starting to get scared. They're starting to get petrified. And you know what he does, Right? He doesn't wait on the direction given to him. His intentions were good. He wanted to do mighty exploits for the Lord. His intentions were good, but direction he took landed him in a place he didn't want to be. Amen? Let's take a look what happens. 1 Samuel, chapter 13, right there in that handout that you have in front of you, it says, But Samuel said, What is this you have done? Samuel's a prophet. He's talking to Saul. And Saul replied, I saw my men scattering from me, and you didn't arrive when you said you would, and the Philistines are at Michmash ready for battle. So I said, the Philistines are ready to march against us at Gilgal, and I haven't even asked for the Lord's help. I want to stop for a moment there. There are things in our lives that we need to ask God for help. Please do not exclude that. And it's the simplest of things. Simplest of things. You know, uh, uh, your appearance. Your diet. You know, how you spend your money. You know, better yet, how you manage God's money. (laughs) I need correction on that. Because I spend sometimes, and i got to be careful with that. But, you know, how you manage God's money. We're stewards of it. It doesn't belong to us. Remember, it all belongs to... God. So asking God for help is something we need to do. So here's what he said. I felt compelled to offer the burnt offering myself before you came. Verse 13. How foolish Samuel exclaimed. You have not kept the command the Lord your God gave you, right? Had you kept it, the Lord would have established your kingdom over Israel forever. Everybody say forever. That's a mighty long time. Okay? But now your kingdom must end. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm king. Now, what are you talking about? No, it's going to end, son. Yeah, I gave you directions and you failed to follow them. For the Lord has sought out a man after his own heart. I put that in bold print because I'm going to read something to you right now. The Lord has already appointed him to be the leader of his people because you have not kept the Lord's command. Okay. Saul wants to do great exploits for God. He's given instructions. He's on this path. He's victory after victory after victory. He, he's doing these great things for God. He's gets some instruction about what he's supposed to do next. And what does he do? He doesn't. Now, here's what I say. Some of us come into, right, Christianity, and if I ask anybody in this room, do you love God, everybody will say, right? Eh? If I ask your husbands, wives, do you love your husband and your wife, everybody will say yes. If I say you love your children, you'll say yes. Right? Everybody will respond in the affirmative. But in essence, what that says is that your intentions are good. But the direction you're taking is not necessarily going to land you where you want to land. If you want... Uh, uh, the intention to be fulfilled, if you want your destination to be that which you want it to be, whether it be marriage, relationship, work, finances, your health. Listen, you know, uh, we've, we've ministered to you here about health. It's one of our core values. You know, take care of yourselves. Take. I know about that <laughs> firsthand. Take care of yourselves, because if you don't take care of yourselves, this body is going to speak to you. And it's going to speak to you loudly. Okay? And, and then you're going to be, oh, I can And eat. Oh, I can and Oh, I can't. You know, all this stuff. What God is saying, you know, you're not, you're not listening to me. Take care of yourself. There's nothing wrong with being healthy. Okay? There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I don't eat as much chocolate as I used to. Okay? I, I'm working on that. Uh, although, yesterday I took a bag of muffins from the picnic. I'm still looking at them at home. Whipped cream, all that stuff. Oh, gosh, just got to get distracted here for a moment. I want to read some scriptures to you about the man that the Lord has sought after his own heart. And you tell me, okay? You just write them down, you know, in, in your you know, uh, bulletin so you can have them with you, Okay? And Psalm 1, verse 1 and 2, it says, Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked, or stand around with sinners, or join in with mockers, but delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. Psalm 9, 1. I will praise you, Lord, with all my heart. Right? You ever heard anybody say that? i praise the Lord. I'll kill you tomorrow. <laughs> Right? Good intentions, right? Psalm 11.1, I trust in the Lord for protection. Uh, Psalm 18.1, I love you, Lord. You are my strength. Psalm 34.1, I will praise the Lord at all times until the landlord wants his rent. Psalm 34.1, I will constantly speak his praises. Psalm 62.1, I will wait quietly before God. For my victory comes from him. It's important for you to hear. Anybody know who this guy was? David. David. David was, you know, God chose this man and said, man, this is a guy that's going to take your place. You know, his heart is right. You know, I, I, listen to what he said. Listen, you know, and, 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 and we're going to see David, because along the way, it says here on that bulletin I gave you, right in the middle there in bold print, it says David's intentions were to delight in the Lord and to honor God. I believe that every person in this room wants to do that. I believe no one rolls out of their bed saying, today I'm going to do something evil. Today I'm going to sin. Today, you know what, I'm going to make my wife's life difficult. I'm not gonna call my mother, you know. I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna do what I can to honor God. And if you hear that, you know, and you understand our core values at this church, uh, if you've been around a little bit, our core values are real simple. Our devotion to God. Everybody, devotion to God. That means every day, I'm gonna be in God's Word. I'm gonna to try to be in prayer. Right. Uh, next comes family. I'm gonna to try to bless my family on a daily basis. And we have family. We have immediate family. We have extended family. We have a church family. Right? You know, and then the family, a global family, community. That's why we continue to give missions. That's why people can go to Africa and people can go now to New Hampshire because we hold this ministry with open hands. People have come through here. Everybody remember Dr. Chris McKee? Buddy? He's still blessed and blessing us. From Australia. Our website wasn't developed by any techno IT guy in this room. It was put together by him. If you go to our website, it's a work in progress, but guess what? He's doing it. From where? From the land down under. You know? That's where it's at. You know? Uh, And it's so important for us to realize that there's this extent, and then there's others. And then there's this honesty. And then there's this growth. You know? And then there's this health. Health is one of our core values because I've learned personally that this is the only body I get to do ministry in. (laughs) And every now and then, when I decide that I'm gonna crash through stop signs, good intentions, I gotta, I gotta minister to one more person. I gotta do one more thing, and and then I get home and I'm like, I can't do anything else. But because you know, and let me tell you something, my ministry doesn't end when I'm done here i got to go home. i got a wife. i got kids. I, I, you know, I've got to call my mother or she's going to call me. <laughs> you know, my brothers, you know, my nieces. There's, there's a family. There, 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 there's an energy that I need that I can't get if I don't take care of this body. And I've learned this the hard way. The hard way. So a little exercise doesn't bother. You. A little walk doesn't bother. You. Okay? So it's important for us to embrace that. But David's intentions were to delight in the Lord, to honor God. And I'm going to read 2 Samuel's now, so walk with me. So you're going to see. Saul, again, good intentions. His kingdom was going to reign forever until he decided that the direction he was going to take was not the direction that God wanted. Kingdom taken from him, okay? If you continue to read the Old Testament, and I encourage you because it's so rich in stories, Saul winds up losing his kingdom, and and his death is, is just bad. It's just bad. I'm not going to give away the the story. I want you to read it, okay? But it's bad, okay? It, It doesn't end good for him, okay? It says in the spring of the year when kings normally go to war, underline that, go out to war, right? What should he have been doing? He should be battling. How many understand that you're in a spiritual warfare in this room? How many of you understand that there's a real enemy that wants to destroy you? Because if you don't, you're defeated already. You're sitting there shackled. You're sitting there controlled by the enemy. Because he, he gets you in a crowd of people that you don't have to worry about impressing to stay quiet. When a question like that is asked. You're in a spiritual warfare. Some of you say, yes, I'm in a spiritual warfare. Because the reality is that, that, that there's this enemy that doesn't like you. I don't care how good you smell or how good you look. He doesn't like you. Revelation reveals that his days are numbered. So he's going to go after what God loves. And guess who God loves? You. That's right, Maureen. You. 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 God loves you. So the enemy sits down and maps out this strategy. Oh, yeah, I know how to get her. <laughs> right? I know how to get him. <laughs> right? Right? And, we be, and he begins to put little things, just dangle things in front of you. A little warm weather bugs people out. Right? You got like, like $2 in your pocket. You bug out. Listen, we're blessed. We're, you're blessed. You're blessed. You, you got some renewing of your mind to do, but you're blessed. You got some stinking thinking you got to clean up. But you're blessed. I I know any any time above ground or outside of an institution or not behind bars, I'm good. <laughs> there's hope and there's chance for me. You know, and I know that people will trade with me in an instant. In an instant. Just to be able to walk down the street. You know, people say, Oh, I gotta walk. You know? Oh, we got a multiple infrastructure in this country that allows you to drive from the East Coast to the West Coast and back. Not too many people can do that. We got paved roads, we got bridges. You don't got to swim across the East River to get to Manhattan. Some of you are drowned because you don't know how to swim. You swim in a pool and you think you're swimming. You're not. That's not swimming. So it's important for us to understand that we are blessed. Can you embrace that? That you're blessed and that your intentions are good, but the direction that you may be on may land you at a destination that you're going to ask, how did I get here? Nobody seeks out to ruin their lives, but we do. We do. When I first took that first, you know, hit on that, you know, marijuana boom, you know, it just led me to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. Listen, Guys, you know, I'm not boasting it's just Jesus Christ, but, but I've been a millionaire. and a half. I've made over a million dollars. I got nothing to show for it. I ain't got no yacht. I ain't got no jet skis. I ain't got, you know. But what I do have is Jesus Christ. And that allows me to look at things differently now. I value my relationships. Before, I didn't care about you. I didn't care about you unless you were doing something for me giving me something or was gonna get me something and it's important for us to embrace that truth all the time right now all of us in this room have good intentions but we need to get the direction so we can land at a place and say ah this lines up what I want to do everybody in this room I believe wants to grow in Christ everybody in the back there are sign-up sheets for the classes that will be starting in September Everybody here should be signed up. On Thursdays at 6 o'clock, men meet. Men meet. You should be there. This is not an advertising. I'm not marketing anything. I'm simply saying that if you show up, you'll grow up. That's all I'm saying. You'll grow up. There are too many uh, 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 imposters walking around saying they're men and they're boys. And let me tell you something: the women in our lives are asking for us to grow up. I know this is not a men's moment, so I get a little raw then. But it's the reality of it. We're supposed to lead. There are people that want to see lead. The world should be coming to us for the answers that ail society. We learn in this room, we learn in this room and in this word that recovery is not going to happen until you identify God as Jesus Christ. None of this, oh, you know, I want to understand it to be this way. No, that sounds like a bobble doll. Bing! I want the power of Jesus Christ in my life. Because it's him that's going to propel me to that next place. And David should have been out to war. He wasn't out to war. He was complacent. He decided to take a break. How many of us need a break? Look around you. The chairs are empty. People are not here. They're taking a break. They're taking a break. Classes come around in September. People take a break. Right? When it's time to pick up these chairs, people take a break. When it's time to serve the children downstairs, people take a break. Everybody wants to be served, but nobody wants to serve. Hey, you know, another week of me and the next hit, you know, I, <laughs> that'll be it, you know. But the reality is that's the way it is, guys. You know, when I came to the Lord, I said, God, use me. And there were some things I didn't want to do. The last thing I wanted to do was drive the church bus. Oh, man, you don't know how I hated that. It was at that moment that I wanted to kill Christians. Yeah, where wait, wait, you pull up, and the lady tells you, wait, I'm almost done with my hair, and you're waiting, and you got a bus full of people that got to go to church, and you get there late, and then behind the curtain, the pastor goes, how come you late? I'm like, pastor, don't, no, you leave them. I said, pastor, but you said pick them up. You never told me to leave them. I would have left them. But I grew. I grew. And let me tell you something. When you work yourself out of a job, <laughs> you move to the next thing. I did that until I had to do it, and then I moved on to the next thing. But, but God has a way, you know, God has a sense of humor. But this is a very serious moment right here. That this direction, not intention, determines your destination. And he goes on to say that. David sent Joab, an Israelite army, to fight the Ammonites. And they destroyed the Ammonite army and laid siege to the city of Rabbah. And however, David stayed behind in Jerusalem. David should have been out fighting. He should have been engaged in this spiritual war. There's an enemy that wants to destroy you, and you're making it easy for him by engaging in behavior and activity that's corrupting your soul. I'll leave that at that. That's not even in my notes. It's just the way it is. As long as you engage and stuff, your intentions are good. You say you love God, you want to be with God, you want to do the right thing, but somewhere along the line, something happens. And this is where you're going to fill out the very bottom of your bulletin. It says, whatever gets your attention, fill that out, whatever gets your attention, directs your life. Whatever gets your attention, directs your life. Okay? Okay? Again, direction, not intention, determine your destination. David's intentions were to delight in the Lord, to honor God. Saul wanted to do great exploits and lead as king. But along the way, something got his attention. And what happened was, it directed his life. And it's the same way. Over here, we say, I do. But along the way, you know what gets our attention? Marriage. The bills. The children. And we forget the romance that got us here. You forget the romance. And you know what begins to happen? Along the way, you grow distant. So now you land in two separate bedrooms or sleeping on the couch and you ask, how did we get here? Well, your intentions were good, but the direction you took landed you where you are. Amen? Whatever gets our attention will do that. And only you know Right now, what has your attention? And again, if your intentions are to grow in Christ, sign up. September, we should have packed classrooms. People who want to grow in the Lord. If you haven't taken membership, you know, get into 101. There are other classes that are available. There are other things that will be available for you. Continue to to, to grow, you know, in the Lord so that you can be mighty in the hands of God. When I can't, like I said, when I can't... I was like, I thought, what am I going to do for God? God needs me? God doesn't need me. He wants to use me, but He doesn't need me. And if I don't respond to it, He's going to go to somebody else. And you know what's going to happen? I went to look and said, man, I could have done that. But what got my attention drew me away from what I was supposed to be doing. you listening? Uh, there, there's a work to be done. And this is not about works, but by your fruits you shall be known. The The world will know that we love God when we act that way. <laughs> you know? And, and, you know, like I use my mom as a classic example. She she loves God. She'll tell me all the time, oh, I love God. She's cooking me eggs. She loves Jesus, you know? But then all of a sudden, a buck gets in the house. I kill that mother, you know. And I go, oh God. I said, Mom, leave the fly alone. It's going to be all right. We'll, we'll get it later. She's new. She's new. So my responsibility was to plug her into the community of the church so that I can begin to help her and teach her. I got on the phone. I said, Mom, did you read that? Mom, did you hear that? She loves my preaching. For some reason, it's horrible. I'm not as eloquent, as good, as I would love to be. That's my intention, so I'm working on it. There are people that are a lot better than me at it, so I want to learn from them. She says, send me some of your CDs. So I'm like, okay, i got to get the best ones. <laughs> you know? I said, Mom, they're still in the making. <laughs> you know? So, you know, I, I want to be able to do that, put it in so she can do it, because she's not a, a prolific reader. And, and, and again, listen to me. That's an excuse, too. There are so many modalities today that you can plug into. You got your radio, put it in. You got the internet, put it in. You got your iPods, take the bachata and, and the hip hop and that junk off of there and put the Bible down. Download the Bible on there. Get some, tell them something that's going to feed your soul and transform you as a person. Listen, that's what we want to do here. We want to share, help, and equip you. We want to share, help, and equip. That's our purpose for existing. NBT, we want to share the gospel man we want to help meet people at the means wherever it is that you are we want to meet you there and then we want to equip you to do what there's a fight you're in you know, it, you know if you're like me I, you know I got tired of getting slapped up I got tired of getting pickpocketed by the enemy you know like, like, like you get paid on Friday and then Saturday you're broke Anybody besides me sometimes, right? You know, you get paid and say, where did it all go? Who robbed me? (laughs) Right? The enemy robbed us. And and it's a simple principle about tithing that people don't understand. Give to the Lord. Give to the Lord. He said, what do you mean? Man, the church wants my money? No, listen. The water is free, somebody told me. But the pipes cost money. Otherwise, we all be bathing in the river. we all be hiding behind a tree, you know, wiping with leaves. <laughs> Ouch. You know? I don't want to do that. I want you know, we, we, have, we want to give to the kingdom of God. We want to continue to give to the kingdom of God so we can, what, grow. And that's the principle that we ignore. Amen? So what it goes on to say. Here we go. this is the, the, the brunt of it right here. He stayed behind, and late one afternoon, now granted, he should have been at war, after his midday rest, oh, oh, he gets up, he gets out of bed, was walking on the roof of the palace, and he looked out over the city. He noticed a woman of unusual beauty taking a bath. Now, stop right here. A lot of you have read this story, and you all think it's about sex. It's not. It's about anything that gets your attention. Anything when you let your guard down, Anything when you get complacent. Anything when you're not engaged in the things that you should be doing. Your intention is to grow in Christ, but you're not. You haven't opened your Bible, and God knows all along. You don't even carry one, okay? You're not doing any study. You're not reading any book. You're not being disciples. Ouch! Don't mention that. You mean that I got to submit to somebody else guiding me and leading me? You know, yeah. It's in the Bible. (laughs) Well, we want to expose you to the truth that's in the Bible. In order for us to grow, why? Because if you want to be a thief, a good thief, who you hang out with? Thieves. Right? If you want to, you know, whatever it is you want to do and get better at, guess what? We teach here and we learn here that if you want to be, you know, a five, you better start hanging out with fours. You need to hang out with six and sevens if you want to grow. If you're the smartest cookie in your, in your bunch, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. You know, I, I tap into to, to places and ministries and people that are a lot smarter than I am. And I got no problem humbling myself and saying, okay, teach me. Teach me. Because I want to run further. So teach me. We have to be fat in this room. I know somebody just said, oh, you didn't say fat, did you? Yeah. Faithful, available, and teachable. That's all it is. Faithful, available, and teachable. Are you faithful? Are you available? Are you teachable? You know? Some of us are faithful and available, but you can't be taught anything because you know it all. Some of you want to be up here, but you don't open the Bible. And we would love nothing more than to open it up to people who want to grow in the Lord. But there's something called theology that you have to learn. (laughs) There's something called communication that you have to learn. You can't sit up here and pick your nose and play with your fly. You can't. You can't. It, 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 can I, We're a family here. Let's pull up closer. Let's sit around with each other. And let's talk the way it should be talked. Because the reality is, this is what it is. Because I'm concerned that there are some things that have your attention that are taking you further from where you should be. And then you're going to wind up somewhere and you're going to say, how did I get here? And then the suggestions that, sh- that we'll make, something simple, something real simple. You know, what, what are the suggestions if you come to us and, and, we, and you start, you know, this dating stuff that everybody wants to do? What are the three things we teach you here? Right? Real simple, no dirty talk. So what do you mean, no dirty talk? Right? No open mouth kissing. Like, what? Right? And you shouldn't be anywhere alone with that person. People leave our offices sometimes upset. They leave upset. You know why? Because your intentions are good, but the direction you want to take is going to land you over here crying, calling us up, saying, Pastor, he left me, Pastor, she left me, help me, help me, help me. We tried to over here. You didn't listen. And listen, can I just share that we don't want to get in your business. We want you to be the very best person you can for Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. We've learned some things that we extract from the Bible that now we say, here, try this. Now, it's not like an antibiotic that you try for seven days and then hope your infection clears up. Okay? We have a spiritual problem that we need to continue to medicate with the Word of God regularly until the coming of the Lord. To put this down is dangerous. It don't take me long to get back to where I used to be. It won't. Honestly, I share this with the men all the time. All I need is a little bit of time, a couple of drinks, and I'll be dancing on the stage. It won't take much. With all the work that has done and everything that God has done, it won't take long for me to be back. You know why? Because the enemy will play it out that way. And then condemnation Sexy. You know what condemnation is, right? It keeps you from coming back. The enemy says, don't go over there. They're going to judge you. Ain't nobody sitting here with a robe judging nobody. Ain't nobody here casting stones. We love you. We miss you. We know that when you're not here, you're somewhere else and you can't serve two masters. And David wound up being distracted. Something caught his attention. He saw something. He saw this woman. And then all of a sudden it says here he sent someone to find out who she was. And he was told she is Bathsheba, the daughter of Eliam, the wife of Uriah the Hittite. That means that she belonged to somebody else. Right? Then David sent messages to get her, and when she came to the palace, he slept with her. Didn't waste no time. He looked. That means he saw. He sent. And then once you're that far, there you go. You're on a slippery slope. You're gone. Once you've set it up that way, once you've broken up those rules that we're giving you, those principles we're giving you, you know, all of a sudden you say, No, pastor, I'm going to go have a Bible study in her house. <laughs> uh-huh. 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 All right. Right? Nah, you know, uh, I wanted to tell her how good she looked, but my vocabulary is limited, so it was a little dirty talk. That, you know, I said, you know? Yeah, I went to kiss her in the cheek. She moved. <laughs> Real simple. He saw, he sent, boom. Snap. It didn't stop there. When you look at David, David had good intentions. You heard the psalm. The psalms are all good. Rah, 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 rah. Go with it. I want to love the Lord. I want to serve the Lord. I want to stay away from wickedness. I want to do this. I want to do that. All of a sudden, bam. see me with somebody else's wife. Not only is he sleeping with somebody else's wife, but now he gets rid of the husband. Woo. Supposed to be his buddy. A man who's faithful to him. A man that even when he calls him off the field, doesn't lay with his wife because his men are out in the field battling. And he says, how can I have a good time when my brothers are out there? And he sleeps on the door and he doesn't want to go inside. And he's like, man, that plan didn't work. We've got to try something else. Okay, she's pregnant. He doesn't want to lay with her. We can't say it's his. Okay, next best thing. Let's kill him. You see how the enemy is? The enemy doesn't let you just stay here. He wants to take you all the way. And he moves and he moves. And next thing we know, again, David's intentions were what? To honor God, to glorify God, to base in his glory, to play the harp and write psalms and glorify God. And many of us in this room want to honor God. Our intentions are good. We want to do the right thing, man. But in this, there's nothing good in this flesh. This this flesh is sinful nation. We're going to battle this all the time. The Bible says that sin crouches at your door and you must master it. All the time. Forks come to us. Listen, for 29 years I run a mock. So there's a lot of cleansing that has to to be done in my mind. I got to be conscious of things I watch, the things that you know, the things I see. You know? there there are magazines that I don't go to. there there, there are movies that I just don't don't watch. A profanity hurts me. You know, I hear, you know, I hear it, you know, I'm a high school teacher, and I'm like, yo, stop the nonsense, you ain't coming in my room. You know, even even simple, you know, words that that I can, you know, like, people try to change them, and it's like, no, man, that's not, that's not you know, what you're showing me is that you have a limited vocabulary and that you don't want to grow. And you know when it's worse? When it's coming out of young girls' mouths. Not to excuse the young men, but when a young lady acts and speaks that way, it's like, ooh, it hurts me. I call them young ladies, they say, why do you call me that? I said, because you're, you're a lady. I try to elevate them to, to get to a place where they should be. And a lot of us in this room, we have good intentions. But we are where we are because we've taken the wrong direction. We are where we are because they are on the way. Should we be further along? Absolutely. But we've skipped out on some things. Right? How many years does it take to get a bachelor's degree? Four years and you're trying to do it in one. <laughs> trying to do it in one. No reason to. We, again, we got some stiff stuff going on in September. We're putting our heads together because we realize that we want to help people grow. And in the process, of wanting to help people grow. We want to provide you with the very best. Leadership, some of it is, is this Thursday and this Friday, and people say, oh, well, I'm not a leader. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Everybody in this room is a leader. Every single person. I felt very insignificant when I came to the church. I felt like, what can I do? But where God put me in, the man that God put over me, told me I could be better this little old lady told me God wants to use you stop all this foolishness I had good intentions I was fellowshipping out front joking around with the guys after church this old lady out of nowhere just came and told me stop this God wants to use you I felt like dragging her down the steps or something like that who was she to tell me this but God was using her at that moment to speak to me and I listened and I began to separate I began to allow God to work in my life and to use me to change me and do this to listen to me I have not yet arrived catch me on Monday mornings and I'm pretty wicked (laughs) you know I, I can be pretty wicked I roll out of the wrong side of the bed sometimes and I don't fall into my slippers and I bug out you know and and I'm a work in progress I'm a lump of clay. You're a lump of clay. God is working. I'm on this path. I got good intentions. I want to be more like Christ and more like Christ and more like Christ. Okay, God, I need you. I need you. Before I take this step, I need you. I don't want to run ahead and then say, hey, God, can you catch up? Some of us do that. Some of us run ahead. We do, and then it's like, hey, come on, God. <laughs> We're going to catch up. You know? God doesn't work that way. We ask God for help. We wait on the Lord. Saul didn't wait on the Lord. Had good intentions. But the principle of the path caught up with him. He wound up somewhere he never wanted to be. David, the same thing. David should have been at war. That's what you are. A warrior king. You belong at war. You belong in the front lines. You belong leading the way. And some of you are just sitting around and saying, whoa, it's easy. You know, I'm at the beach. Ooh, I'm surfing. Taking it easy. no. Listen, the enemy wants to destroy you. There is a wanted poster with your picture on it. There is a bullseye with your picture on it. And the enemy's going to keep coming at you. Keep coming at you. And, and, and all I'm saying is, man, don't, don't make it easy, man. Come on in. Do what you got to do. You know, be, a, be a, a, aware of what's getting your attention because it's going to direct your life. Understand that this principle is not something that I invented. Read every single person in the Bible. You know, you read the story of Samson, good intentions. What happened to him? You know, along the way, you know, they gouged out his eyes. What is it with gouging your eyes in the Bible? Like, what what is that? <laughs> That's pretty horrible, gouging out your eyes, you know? You know, shaved his hair, you know, and stuff like that, and, you know, you know sapped his strength from him, you know, over a simple thing. Something got his attention. And God was real simple. Talked to his parents, said, hey, couldn't you find someone among us that you can marry? Why well, you got to go over there and do that? God loves you. He loves you. He he loves you. He desires nothing but the best for you. He wants nothing but to engulf you and envelop you in his presence and allow you to be able to, to withstand, to withstand the storms of life in such a way that this world will be marveled. What you smiling about? You got nothing. What you smiling about? You sick. What you smiling about? You know why I'm smiling? Because I got the joy of the Lord. I got the joy of the Lord, man. And if God decides it's done, I'm done. If God decides this is going to go down, it's going to go down. I'm not going to try to play with it. It's sad when you see someone who writes all these psalms and is able to do that. Here's what I want to leave you with. What is currently holding your attention What is currently the one thing that is holding your attention, that has you hostage and captive? Because it's directing your life. That's what's directing your life. And then when you hear something like this, what's your response? Because when David was confronted with the truth, he confessed. Threw himself on the ground persevered, worshiped God and said, man, God, don't take your spirit from me. Don't leave me out here all alone. I can't do this on my own. I don't want to do it on my own. And some of us in this room are still trying to tackle it on our own and and that's not a good place. God himself is community. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. There's no reason to. You say, well, Pastor, you know, I'm not too social. Well, join the club. I'm not that social either. (laughs) But I love God, and God has shown me how to love his people. And me and you ain't got to be chummy and grab arms and skip the loop down the sidewalk. But I want to pour into you, and you want to pour into me, and I want to be there, and you want to be there, and we want to grow, and we want to cry together and smile together, eat together. We got a baptism coming up. There's no reason for anybody in this room not to show up to support the people who are being baptized. We got little Joey being baptized. We got Serenity being baptized. I'm just showing up for that. (laughs) You know, i want to show up for everybody else, but to see the young people, I wish I knew Christ at that age. Oh, man, I wish. I, I would have uh, skipped over all the stuff that I went through somehow. At least I would have not gone in naive, thinking that I was going to escape and not be touched by these things. I'm going to ask the worship team to come up. And I just want to be able to uh, leave you with this. There's a tension that exists. And the only way it gets resolved is that you understand that this principle, of this path, unless unless you stop for a moment and answer that question, what is it that has my attention? Because if my intentions are to grow, what am I doing to grow in Christ? If my intentions are to have a, a, a marriage that honors God, what is the direction I'm taking? My intention is to to to, to live comfortably with what God has given me. How am I managing that? If my intention is to grow children who love the Lord, how am I doing that? This is not haphazard, this is not grasping here and there and placing it together. This is why the word of God has been left to us. So that we can See it, read it, and apply it. God is faithful to his word. It will not return void. So let's bow our heads in prayer as they continue to play. And just know that in the midst of everything that goes on, I truly believe that confession before the Lord is good for us. Second Chronicles chapter 7 verse 14. Listen to these words. Then if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven And will forgive their sins and restore their land. My eyes will be open and my ears attentive to every prayer made in this place. Father, right now in the name of Jesus Christ, I lift up each and every person before you. Every heart, every thought, every life. I pray, my God, that you would have your way as we surrender and yield and put our trust in you. Lord, there's a road before us that we don't know. But you sent Jesus to show us the way. So, Lord, allow him to be our guide. Help us to come clean where we are, that somehow something has gotten our attention and it's directing our lives in such a way that we seem powerless over it. Help us to acknowledge you and that you're the only one that can help us and set us free. Lord, help us to submit to that path that you have set before us, that we may grow and be the people you want us to be. Doing what you want us to do. Saying what you would have us to say. And drawing others to that. Lord, I thank you for what you're doing in this place. Have done and will continue to do. I pray this in Jesus' name. And everyone say, Amen. Amen.